Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello there. Happy Tuesday. Lori and Julia show. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment, our most productive day of the week. Sometime during the show, once again today, we are going to have you guess the celebrity voice. If you do, you'll be headed to what's going to be a great concert this Saturday night at the X Bon Jovi. We'll let you know when that is going to happen. Thank you so much, Johnny yes. Love. He must sell a lot here to come on a Saturday night. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Awesome. Fresh off his rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonder if Richie Sambora will be a surprise guest. We could only hope. It'll be interesting seeing him for the, now for the without, first time without Richie. Right. Last time we saw him here, he was here. He was with yeah, bouncing and around. We were, no, it's Rich. It's uh, Bon Jovi. It's John who bounces so badly John in his tennis. That's what I meant. John's yeah. the bouncer. He does the white man bounce mm-hmm. in his black Reebok <laughs> tennis shoes. With his, he wears knee pads too. Or maybe well, that wasn't him. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that was. him. Maybe I'm getting him confused with Bruce Springsteen. Yes, because oh, we know yeah. he does. We know yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you went to the Timberwolves game last night. You were not the good luck genie. No. What uh, happened? Were all the other people. There? What happened? You know, at the end of the half, they were down by one point in the third quarter. They, literally went to the bathroom, came back, and we were like twenty points behind. Oh no! Yeah. You know, a team they, hadn't scored fifty points ever. in a playoff game in the third quarter in. 50 years. Yeah. That's is, what is that what Houston did? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it didn't even here. look like they were on the court. Yeah. They were swimming uh, It was uphill. so, and it was just Or really, downriver or whatever. Yeah, upriver. Oh, it's too uh, early. Yes. Upstream. I, I don't someone, know what I'm talking about. I'm getting my metaphors mixed up as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so they would look like molasses on the court. Oh, I, it just. All right. I felt like I could do better. All right, well, here's mm-hmm. something you were right on top of yesterday, Julie. So we get the uh, royal baby news that uh, Prince William and Duchess Kate have had their third child, a baby boy. And seven hours after birth, she stands out on the steps in a red dress, which was like the red dress she wore when she took Carrie home, Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. And you were incredulous, incredulous at Kate in heels and a dress and looking so fresh and glowy and dewy and carrying a child and walking down a step at the same time i'm like how can she hold it all together for that and smile for 10 minutes wait there is no way well julia every single morning show marveled about the remarkable Royal Recovery, let's play with the Today Show I had to say about it. With all the pomp and circumstance befitting the newest royal and hundreds of adoring fans and paparazzi watching, a glowing Prince William and wife Kate introducing baby number three to the world. But while the world is wondering what the new prince will be named, the other big question, 
how Kate managed such a quick exit from the hospital <laughs> just seven hours after giving birth. They understand that the hospital is a place where other people are giving birth and other families are being uh, made, and they don't want to stick around too long and create a distraction. In the U.S., new mothers average two days in the hospital, but in the U.K., only about a day and a half, the shortest postpartum stays of any high-income country. Kate actually spent the night after giving birth to Prince George in 2013, but she left the hospital less than 10 hours after welcoming Princess Charlotte. Even so, her quick departure set social media on fire. Kate Middleton is some kind of child-birthing superhero. <laughs> and Kate Middleton leaving the hospital after giving birth looks better than I'll look on my wedding day. Kate emerged looking fresh as a daisy from St. Mary's Hospital, holding the still-sleeping prince. The Duchess in a red dress, an apparent nod to Princess Diana, and the dress she wore after giving birth to Prince Harry 33 years ago. Everything that um, the royals do is intentional in terms of their public appearances and, and the clothes that they wear. It wasn't long before the new family of five was all together. Prince George and Princess Charlotte led by dad to meet their new little brother. George still in his school uniform. Charlotte every bit the princess, playing to the crowd with little royal waves. <laughs> She was. The palace expressed its joy both traditionally with an old-fashioned notice on the forecourt of Buckingham Palace and by more modern methods with a tweet. The Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall, Prince Harry are delighted with the news. Fans snapping selfies and drinking champagne. Prince William, now a dad for the third time, seemed overjoyed and at ease on his way out of the hospital. We should probably note that with both Prince George and Princess Charlotte, we didn't hear the names until two days after the birth, so we're guessing we might hear tomorrow instead of today. The big favorite right now really is Prince Arthur, but it could also be Prince James, Prince Albert, Prince Philip, Prince Frederick. Guys, the list goes on and on and on and on. Think of, the, think of the mustiest, most old-fashioned name, and that is what oh, it shall I like, be named. I like Frederick. Frederick? And just Frederick call him Freddy. is terrible. Oh, I think it's Freddy. so kitty. Freddy. Mm, Prince no. Freddy. Okay, so here is the deal. Anyway, but I yeah, you, your, your just, initial reaction was what the rest of the world was also, you know, but I, I've never given birth, so I'm taking your word for it, but yeah. Unbelievable. Well, the big fear always after you give birth, which my birth, I I thought felt like I was having a seven forty seven. Yeah, out of a different spot, or or pushing a watermelon through a pinprick hole. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just thinking of my body really? when I'm saying it, yeah. but yeah. I okay. but the thought of her. I mean, because the biggest fear is if you have your first uh, number two. I mean, that is like the biggest fear after birth because you just it's the scariest thing in the world. Like, scary. Yeah, I believe that. So, and, and just being able to stand up straight and smile for 10 mm -hmm. minutes and walk downstairs and wear and it, high heels. Well, it was like a it was like a two and a half inch heel. They were not. Doesn't matter. I know. Just the she fact getting squeeze your foot. squeeze her foot in there. Yeah, I just, yeah. It blows me away. Yeah. It, so, I, but I, I think that's really cool of them to get out of Dodge because other people are having babies. They don't want all the media there to be bugging everybody. But, oh, my word. That's a lot. She, yeah, but she's she probably wants to get to Kensington get House. Home. Her mom is there. Oh, right. And, you know, you know they've and got you can't everything. have any privacy at a place like that. Yeah. I don't think they have wings like Cedar Sinai. Yeah. The celebrity wing or something. Yeah. The no, Lido the Lido wing looks very small. Yes, it does. And the Queen is still at Windsor Castle. I don't know if she's riding today or not, but the, I don't know that she's coming to town to see the baby yet.
Oh, man. The baby looks cute. Did you see the picture of Rack's baby? Of who? Oh, The Rock? The Rock. So much hair. I so just, cute. I didn't realize that The Rock's prom proposal that he uh, responded to was the Stillwater Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holly told us that yesterday. Yeah, but I didn't see, like, I didn't know what the whole story oh, was. It okay. was on Entertainment Tonight. It was on Access Hollywood. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, fun. yeah. She, she got a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, a play on that because I guess it's The Rock. You know, yeah. he's, he's in the news. He's got a movie and a baby. Yeah. And he responded. That's cool. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hang out with us all day. If you're a Bon Jovi fan, because you're going to have a chance to win some tickets, a pair of tickets for Friday night or Saturday at Excel. That's right. Okay. So our story we can't get enough of is the darling, delightful Allie Wentworth, George Stephanopoulos' wife, actress, author, uh, she's a comedic Comic. talent. I wanted her show on uh, whatever pop TV to be just a little bit better about the too. behind the scenes. But she has a, a, a another book out. Is it called Just Ask Allie? Go Ask Go Allie. Go Ask Allie. Half-Bake Advice and yeah. Free Lemonade. And uh, she was on Stephen Colbert last night, and then she stopped by GMA, and it was just absolutely hilarious. Casey was on his way out the door, and he goes, well, who's this? Why is everyone so happy to see her? Because... We spend our mornings together, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, we've gone from, happiness. oh my gosh, she's at <laughs> home. How do I get him out of the house, too? We, we spend, spend our, our mornings, mornings together, together now. And That's Ka- a nice thing. Yeah, and, um, you know, Casey has always been an early riser, so he gets up at like five and he watches his, you know, NASDAQ channel about the stock market right. and Morning Joe and whatever else he does. And then at seven... You when take I'm over. up, yeah, I need to We take it. over the remote. Yeah, so he uh-huh. says, okay, so who's this? And he was on his way at the door. I said, oh, you should stay and listen to her. It's George Stephanopoulos' wife, and she's hysterical. Hysterical. He stayed for the whole thing. And he he's did? Like, he goes, you're right. She's really funny and delightful. She's so delightful. So here we go. Let's play the first cut uh, talking about George Stephanopoulos reading his wife's book. For every other book, I'm allowed to read the chapters mm-hmm. as they're being written. Yeah. I saw this one in hardcover. Oh, we're going to do this on actual television? <laughs> All right, it's a, very, it's a very simple thing. We need to, for our marriage to work, we need to stay in our lanes, right? So I don't need you reading a galley and going, you know what would be really funny? <laughs> right? You don't do it when he I don't say, you should ask Comey, would he go for Betty or Veronica? <laughs> so you do your thing and I'll do mine. Uh, she's so in and she's just so quick you mean we're gonna do this right here night right now and she she's is just very so quick, quick. and I, he's so delighted with her yeah yeah you can tell that he was just beaming at her and she was very she and colbert had great chemistry oh i'm sure last night i think actually she would be a great talk show host she would be because yeah, she's so quick yes all right yeah. and a, and maybe a late night one yeah. like a half hour thing sort of you know Fun. something a Some, woman, a woman, a yeah. woman, and because Samantha B has her show, but it's very political. And once yeah. a week, yeah. Okay, let's play the next one about the secret to George and Allie Wentworth's uh, George Stephanopoulos and Allie Wentworth's marriage. You say you guys are happily married. What is the secret? Oh, <laughs> uh, what is the secret? Um, I'm always right, and he's always wrong. Um, I think 
I think it's hard for him in some ways because I'm a lingerie model and I'm all about, you know, being sexy. And But he's very smart. Sometimes. Uh, although I had to write all his comic questions. And he didn't know where the Middle East was until I showed him on the map. But, uh, no, I think humor... Yeah. I think we have uh, we are hot for each other. I think that helps. We did read about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole, we had a whole segment on you. By the way, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Chris Rock even said to me, "You're a married couple and you have an active physical life. That's a great thing. I am not ashamed of it." <laughs> George I love is it. just turning. I know. Yeah. He's just turning red, and I heard her on Andy Cohen. Um, and she said, he said, what's your best dating advice? Because he had brought up the book we're having on at 3.30, Love Rules, How to Find a Real Relationship in a Digital World. Right. He'd had Joanna Coles oh. on. Oh, really? And okay. he said, Allie, you know, you and George have been married 16 years. You right. got married when you were like 31 or yep. whatever. And he said, what's your best dating advice? And she said, go on all the setups and ask for setups. Do the setups. I mean, she just said whether or not people will, but just be open to anybody who wants to set you up. That's how she met George. Right. Oh. It was a setup. Yeah. And she just said, you know, it's it. people think it's like an old-fashioned thing, she said, but it depends on where you are in your life and right. who people know and all right. that kind of stuff. But anyway, here's, uh, let's play the next one. You do reveal in the book, and maybe this is why she didn't want you to see it, that you're fully, you come clean, that you have a boyfriend. I do. Well, that's, let's be honest, that's a secret to a great marriage. <laughs> um, I, I think that Petco should have a perimenopause adoption day, because I don't know why women, you know, after years of marriage, go out and have an affair or do rejuvenation. Get a dog. <laughs> Unconditional love. This is the love of oh, the other love of your life. That George calls my boyfriend. He is your boyfriend. He is. And as soon as George leaves in the morning, guess who gets into bed with me? <laughs> yeah. And doesn't ask for anything. So, really, he gets some canned food. I wish I could just give George canned food and he wouldn't give me a hard time. So yes, I I'm all joking aside, I really believe that. Oh yeah. my god. I think I, I think in our senior years it's nice to have a dog. Unconditional love. Yeah. Unconditional love. He doesn't lick my face. <laughs> he doesn't lick no, my face. I, I think and when she said instead of um Having a, 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 a rejuvenation? Did she mean a vaginal rejuvenation? I, I was thinking that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. I'm like, wow. Well, I thought you meant facelift. No, no I, I meant no? bad. Okay. I thought she yeah. meant badge. Yeah. She also said one, one of the chapters in her book was about going up to camp. Her kids go to camp. And she said this East Side, Upper East Side, New New York thing is a real thing. She says, George and I are like in our weekend, you know, kick around clothes. And there's all these ladies in their skin tight jeans with high heels that brought up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ladders of like sushi and oh. catered all this. And she said, and I brought my daughter four Oreos in a baggie. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I totally believe it. You know, she's like, it's a real thing what you see up right. here with the mommy competition. Let's play the last one. People do come to you for advice. What do you think it is about your... It's mostly because of my chocolate chip cookie dough. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I think somehow I have uh, pretended to be some kind of... Uh, therapist in a way and so people come I mean I'm not saying it's good advice but they come over and um, and I sort of you know make things up and they sound kind of interesting yeah. but but this is not a dear abby book this book is based on all the mistakes I've made so I'm trying Ooh. to save you from making a lot of the mistakes I've made yeah. which I'm sure he could write a trilogy <laughs> <laughs> but starting with this morning but um but it's more about that it's more about you know then there's cautionary tales like i have had three friends that have lost their husbands to the sexy babysitter and my feeling is don't hire a hot babysitter you don't you don't go to a bakery when you're on a diet right i just don't understand that basic advice that you give us that's why we ask you aldi that's what we do it's basic but That's um, kind of interesting, though. Three friends of well, hers I would, that have lasted. Yeah, that, that's it's total perfect yes. sense. Don't hire the hot babysitter. Of and I don't know if you know this, but her, she's from a prominent DC family, and her mother, um, Muffy Cabot. I mean, could there be oh, a more upscale word? Um, well, her real name was Mabel. Which, okay, you know, I love that name. Yep. She was Nancy Reagan's White House social secretary. Yes, for two years in the early eighties, and her father was a reporter for the Washington Post, and her stepfather is was the editor of the Sunday Times. Jeez. Okay, so she tells a story when Nancy Reagan died a couple years ago. She called her mom, who lives in Sarasota. Muffy, um, <laughs> I, I'm real sorry about Nancy Reagan. Mm-hmm. You you must be feeling pretty sad today. And then she like stayed, she goes, well, you know, she was much older than she claimed. <laughs> <laughs> she lied about her age, you know, and everybody... <laughs> Is repeating the lie. And I was like, well, okay, but are you a little sad? Oh, yeah, I'm sad, but I just want you to know that. <laughs> so finally I can gossip yeah. because she's, uh, she's gone. She's gone, exactly. She's gone. And then her stepmother, Ellie Wentworth, or no, her maternal grandmother was an explorer, a woman by the name of Janet Elliot Wilson. And I don't know what she did, but she was an explorer. So maybe she did you know, mountains or something like that. But uh, anyway, and of course, her most notable movie, she had a small part in Jerry Maguire, yep. Office Space, and It's Complicated. Yeah, she's just funny. Yeah, she really is. She's flat, And I agree with you, Lori. She should have a late night talk show. I mean, we could use a woman.
I know. At night. Yeah, and when she met George, it was a setup, and they were married two months later. Serious? Yep, two months later. Wow. At the uh, Cathedral of the Holy Trinity on New York's Upper East Side. But, you know... That's the family. That That's a good story. Yeah. Anyway. The book is the book looks really good though. It really does. Yeah. All right. When we come back, Joanna Coles, Love Rules. If you're looking for love, you're gonna to want to listen to this. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Schoolhouse Rock, Bob Doro, the jazz musician who was instrumental in many of the songs from the 70s cartoon series Schoolhouse Rock, died yesterday at the age of 94. Is, is this the guy? The city. I think it's he... a long, long wait. Is that the guy? I'm sitting in that is him. I'm just a bill? Well, yeah. Okay. Just more Yeah, well, I think he wrote the songs, you know, Three is a Magic Number yeah, yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. For? All right. Uh, also turning online this afternoon, Venom, the supervillain movie starring Tom Hardy, has a new trailer and a new poster out. The movie is in theaters in October. Also trending, Sting and Shaggy, the musicians performed during the Queen's 92nd birthday party. Also trending, Alden Ehrenreich, the actor, told Esquire that he has signed up for three Han Solo movies. Of course, Solo, a Star Wars story, is out in theaters next month. Also ABC News trending, they have launched a new 24-7 online news network called ABC News Live. It's exclusively on the Roku channel, if you have that. All right, that's what's trending here at my talk. Here's your forecast. Clear skies 34 tonight. Another nice day coming up tomorrow. It'll be sunny again in 63. Right now, it is 64 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com What about Hey everybody, welcome back to My Talk 1071. We are delighted. We have Joanna Coles joining us and she was the editor-in-chief of Cosmo Magazine, which has always been one of our favorite magazine and then went to be the basically like the chief content for all of Hearst. And I don't know how many books you've written, Joanna, but Love Rules, we're loving it. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, this is my first real book. It so is. I'm thrilled to hear that because it took a lot of effort to write. And Joanna, we know you because, um, well, at least I did. I don't know if Julia did, but I watched So Cosmo on E! And we loved the bold type on yes. Freeform. Which, oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, so this is a love fest. I'm y- coming back on your show. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I know. So why did, why did you want to write this book? Well, I wrote the book because over my time at both Marie Claire and Cosmo, I spoke to hundreds of women, many in their 20s and 30s, but a lot of women also looking for love, getting divorced, widowed, getting back out there again. And they were all finding the landscape difficult to navigate, especially the digital landscape where digital apps offer so much opportunity to meet people and the highs of them are great. You only have to look at the uh, local marriage vows to see where people met and at least a quarter of them meet on dating apps now. But the flip side of dating apps can make people feel very interchangeable and uh, as if this is utterly transactional and the human element feels like it's slipped away. So it was really 
a book to reassure people that falling in love is still fun. It should be the most exciting thing that you do, that dating should be fun and not a chore, and that apps are one arrow in your quiver of finding someone who hopefully, if you're looking for a life partner, will become that person. It's it's interesting, you know, because Lori's married to my brother, no less, Joanna, and I'm single, and I've been divorced for about four years, and when you talk about the um, taking the human face or the humanity well, kind of Well, the last time of, you dated in the 80s, yeah. there was no there none was of this none online of this. stuff. Right. But you right. do get dating ADD. I mean, you do. because you, you do. can have as many opportunities you want. Well, and I think one of the problems for people is they feel there might be someone better out there, and so it's hard to commit. Yeah. And I, I think that the best way to use dating apps is not to think that you're automatically going to find the one if you just land on the right profile or the right face, but to think of them as a way of expanding your actual network of friends. Uh, and absolutely key is not spending a huge amount of time in flirty text exchanges oh, with people, even if that's a fun thing to do, because you don't really know the person you're having the exchange with. And I can't tell you the number of people I talk to, both men and women, who'd, you know, had... 200, 500, 2,000 texts with someone thought that they knew who they were texting and then they would eventually meet them, sit down opposite them in a bar, take one look at them and think, oh my goodness, this is not what I thought I was right. talking This is not who I thought I was talking to. And both parties go, I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's not even bother having a drink. And that's so crushing, the disappointment, the waste and the of time. time. Yeah, yes. the time. It's the waste of time. I have a deal where you like, you know, let's get off this. Here's my number. Call me. Yeah. Yes. You can Good. tell well, from a voice. That's brilliant. Just because it takes too much time. I don't want to say hi, 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 blah, blah, yeah. blah, Yeah. Well, right. I think you make a good point. Um, uh, we're talking with Joanna Coles in the book, Love Rules, How to Find a Real Relationship in a Digital World. But your point is, just as there is junk food, there is junk love. Yes. And well, I like that analogy. Good, because I, I've written the book as a diet book, because I think women think about food all the time. Uh, and every bite has a sort of caloric value to it. And women are so good at constantly thinking about that. And yet, I think we think about our love lives less. And yet, as you pointed out, I make the junk food analogy. Mm -hmm. and, and love and food have so much in common. We can't live without them. They're a source of enormous excitement and and greatness when they're done well. Um, but it's easy to get into bad habits and end up feeling crummy about yourself. And that's not the goal. And I talk about, um, you know, setting a realistic love weight, thinking about what you want. Right. Uh, and, it's, and I'm trying to say, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. If you want to lose 40 pounds, we've all done that thing where we're like, I'm not going to eat for six days, and at the end of it, I'll be, the, I'll be the size I want to be. And we know that's not true. And a day later, you're mainlining any carb you can get hold yeah. of. Yes. Um, and so this is not about finding the one in the next two days. That's not going to happen. It's about thinking realistically about who's already in your world, who might be hiding in plain sight, and how do you get a bigger life because not only will that make you happier and more satisfied, but you are more likely to find someone to share it with. You know, and I, I just really, I, I read the whole book, and um, I really wish I would have had it a couple years ago. <laughs> I know. It could have, because one of she the things... She was a dating toddler, Joanna, just lurching <laughs> around out there. But I mean, it's it brutal. does make you stop and think, you know, what do I really want? And then... Well, 
that that just you pause it right there. Well, there's a lot of worksheets in the mm-hmm. book for people to fill out, and I think that we spend a lot of time filling our moments of solitude where we feel uncomfortable about our lives with everything from watching, you know, binge watching Netflix or Amazon to constantly texting or liking people's, you know, photos or whatever, people that we don't even know, Mm -hmm. to stop ourselves actually thinking about what do we want in our life. We're very frightened, I think, of being self-reflecting, self-reflective and acknowledging what's not working. And so I think if you can bear to do that and if you can get through the panic of putting your phone down and feeling unconnected to everybody, even for half an hour you can learn a lot about yourself and about where you may be going down the wrong street. Well, then you talk about it kind of like with the diet, you know, what are my triggers? What are my, you call it emotional calories versus healthy calories? Right. Well, and I I think we all know that moment and I liken it to the four o'clock energy slump in the afternoon yes where you know you probably haven't had quite enough for lunch you're hungry you need instant gratification and you reach for the donut and in the book i substitute the donut for that moment when it might be saturday night you don't have any plans you're feeling lonely you want the comfort of somebody you know maybe you want some instant gratification and you you know you sleep with the ex or you call the ex and for half an hour you have a great connection and then 45 minutes later you're like oh why did I do that? You haven't solved anything and you're still hungry. And I I really think it's about where do you want to spend your emotional calories? And we all know that if you eat a donut at four o'clock, at five o'clock, you're going to be feeling annoyed with yourself and full of remorse. And if only you'd had some almonds and a piece of cheese and an apple, (laughs) you'd be feeling great. And yet, what is it that makes us eat the donut even when we know we shouldn't? So it's pinpointing what triggers you in my case it's always not having had enough to eat at lunch because i think if i just have a salad at lunch i'll be fine and then of course at four o'clock i'm absolutely ravenous right yeah um so it's sort of thinking about your life through through that lens and you know if you're going to have to go to a party on your own maybe you don't drink too much ahead of time so that your red flag meters don't go down right Um, you know or or maybe you you know if you're trying to figure out do you like someone ask yourself can you have sex with this person sober is this someone you always have to be drunk to have sex with and i think one of the more alarming things that i discovered talking to people really across the whole country was this sense in which there's a lot of drinking going on a lot of hooking up which Mm -hmm. is absolutely fine if you want to hook up but hooking up is not fine if what you're trying to do is have a relationship with someone and so i think there's a lot of drinking going on as as a way of self-medicating um when you're in the wrong situation yeah and i do like how you give us basically like 15 life hacks in very and you're very pointed in your advice and I like it that you've gone out and you've talked to people because I do think that you're right that there is a lot of uh, blanketing in booze in order for people that maybe haven't dated in a long time they've been in a long time thing and so they're so nervous about it and then like you said your red flag uh, monitor just takes a dive and then the next thing you know you're having you know, hangover remorse about, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the sex you had. 
Yeah, well, you know, there's nothing worse than an emotional hangover when you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, why did I do that? I wouldn't have done it if I was sober. And I think, to your point, it's very alarming. If you've been married for 15 years and, for, you know, you're now widowed or you're now divorced, mm-hmm. you have to get back out there. It's terrifying to take your clothes off with a stranger. Yeah. And, um, and it's probably unlikely that you're going to have good sex on your first night too, um, which I think comes as a surprise to certainly a lot of younger readers who are looking for love because they've often grown up on a diet of porn, porn. which is so yeah. easily available now. And, of course, porn as default sex education makes it look as if sex is always all orgasmic and always pleasurable um, no matter when and how uh, you have it and of course we know that's not true so I think you know challenging yourself to have sex sober is is a great way to start with someone and not always having to have sex with them on the first night and one of the things that I heard that also prompted me to write the book was a lot of women said they felt that they were almost competing with porn it's so readily available now yeah. oh that's and sad Yeah, and I wanted to remind people that all of this should be fun. It's the best feeling in the world Mm -hmm. to be in love with someone. And it makes you feel alive and excited, and we don't want it to feel like a chore. I think the book, it's how to find a real relationship in a digital world, love rules, Joanna calls. It's a great book. It really is. And, And you really do help people because it is a whole new scenery if you haven't been out there before. And even if you're in it, you know... How much time do you spend texting back the right thing after a date? Yeah, what should you just say? Great it's such, advice. It and is. I, and I, we love that you like you went to the experts too to you know get some of your like even on the porn. You know what is that maybe the most unbelievable social experiment? We don't yet know how yes. it's impacting yes, us. Yes, absolutely right, Gail Dines. We have a lot of research in the book. We have a lot of science mm-hmm. around what digital behavior does. And actually, one of the people that um, does incredibly interesting research on what happens to you when you spend a lot of time communicating online, um, Mary Aitken, she talks about um, how when you're texting back and forth with someone you don't know, you think that you know them Mm -hmm. and you start filling in the gaps with positive attributes. So if you do actually get offline and meet them, you both have expectations that are completely different to the reality. And A, that's disappointing. But B, to go back to your point, what a waste of time. It's gross. And it's so hard for people to pick up the phone. And I know you said you did pick up the phone. I do. I'm thrilled to hear because a lot of people would rather stab themselves in the eye than pick up the phone. And yet you will know immediately yeah. because the voice the voice will yeah. even set you off it's it's one of my things we love your book it's so what a treat to talk to you and um we'll let you know how it goes <laughs> good luck follow the rules follow well, the rules and let's I, talk again in three months because i, I want have a to lot of notes honey and, we, I and, a lot and, of and, notes. and joanna minnesota needs us because we read this study once that minnesota has the loneliest women and the shyest men so oh, how funny, really? I, yeah. So it, we need to get this book out there. Yeah. I don't want anybody to feel shy or lonely. You know, Britain has just appointed its first loneliness minister. So maybe Minnesota needs, you know, the local, oh. you know, the state government needs to appoint a, a loneliness minister. Well, your book can be the honorary ambassador yes. in the meantime. I'll, I'll settle for that. All right, Joanna, thank you so much for being with us. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much, and good luck. Okay, thank, thank you. you. 651-641-1071. We've got a couple copies of the book to give away how to find a real relationship in a digital world love rules fantastic book
Okay, so uh, Yeezy shenanigans. We've got to get to the Yeezy shenanigans. We're talking Kanye people. Kanye West, uh, since last Friday, has tweeted like 132 times. Because he's writing his book on Twitter. Yes. I think we're on the 17th chapter now. I don't know what it is, but (laughs) he set the internet aflame um, on Saturday by tweeting, I love the way Candace Owen thinks. Who's that? Candace Owen is... Um, she once used, uh, she's a, she's a black, uh, woman in the pro Trump internet. Okay. And she believes like black lives matter is just a, is, is not a real thing that there's not racial injustice. She's very inflammatory for being a woman of, of color. color. And, okay. um, she's, she joined you, YouTube, um, and she posts all kinds of sort of incendiary Things to just, I mean, you just, you to just get, know just the to Russian reaction. The Russian bots have her handle, okay. and they send her just, stuff, and okay? she does it to get a rise out of people. Yes. So he tweets that on. Well, don't Saturday. you think he's doing it to get a rise out of people? I don't know because some of the other stuff he's uh, tweeting, you know, we were having fun with, like the fingers, uh, you know, or the toes of the mind, and right. you know these kind of crazy things. Uh, or you can say anything as long as you put the right emoji next to it. Everyone should be their own biggest fan. Um, you know, things like Donald Glover is a free thinker. It's all over the place. Yeah, it is. And then today... Throw a dart. <laughs> yeah, and then today on a radio show, he confesses that the reason he went away it was not a... was that he was addicted to opioids and no one helped him. This is with the radio guy. And then told the guy, I love Donald Trump. So people are just losing their minds about, over- about, about first him... Pr- Professing his love for Candace Owen, then professing his love for Donald Trump, and um, he can. And it's the first time he claimed on the record that opioid addiction drove Kanye to his health crisis. Right. Remember the tour. The uh, Lloyd's of London didn't have to pay him because of the marijuana. The use. marijuana use. So this is a brand new. This is a brand new thing because they had said he was suffering from exhaustion, right. which we we Hollywood spoke is that maybe he had a, 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 mental, a mental breakdown, but right. he was. By his own words, he was addicted. Do, to, but do you believe this? I, I believe him if he said he was. I mean, he just said, he's, he's, this is how he said it. He said, um, yesterday morning, he said, nobody really showed love for me when I was addicted to opioids and in the hospital. Um, I just don't believe him. He's, he's never talked about that before. Right. And um, so Kanye is just, he's just, I do not suspect he is healthy right now. His current tweets, if you read them, it seems manic, like yeah. a manic stage of something is going on, both philosophically, politically, and just what's but, rattling around and coming coming out is my as my grandma would say he might need to get his head examined right. because I it's don't just care so what crazy. his political things are. I mean he can he can like whoever he wants. That's his thing. But I think the opioid thing is so out of left field. And then he tweeted he something it. about Prince. Why would he make it up? I well, don't know. I don't trust this guy for anything. I mean, I believe Kanye when he, by his own words, I believe that he maybe he was taking uh, pain pills. I, I mean, I just believe him because why would you say that? I mean, here's the quote. He said it. 
I, Nobody I really yeah. showed love for me when I was addicted to opioids in the hospital. Remember how mad he was that Connie didn't go see him in the hospital? No, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, I mean, yep. yeah. Furious. A furious about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember how moody people say you are when you're coming off of like right. pain pills and right. stuff like that. So I do believe Kanye, but then he's doing all this other stuff. And, and then Kim, because her husband needs to have his head examined, what does she uh do today follows in the footsteps of Amber Rose and shows us basically her little bald cue ball between her legs. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. What? I'm not even kidding I you, did, Donnie. Oh, I don't want to see that. And Chris, her mom, <laughs> sent it to TMZ. <laughs> and she says Diversion. it's her new fragrance. Diversion. Diversion. I know, Come but it's on. Kim is showing us her cue ball because her husband is losing his mind <sighs> on Twitter. Okay, then there's another st- there's another thing that came out. No beating around the bush on that one. He has five. Yeah. No bush left. Kanye West has five <laughs> albums on the way, both as a producer and an artist. So he's doing two back to back albums that he's releasing. When you talk about the manic side, one on his own and one with Kid Cudi, and it's known as Kid Sees Ghost. And then he's producing albums with um, his protege Pusha T and Nas and someone else. So five albums. He just seems like he would just drive you crazy. Uh, For sure. For sure. He'd drive you nutty. He's got, he's all over the board. He also told um, this uh, Hot 97 host, Ebro Darden, that um, he reached out to Obama for years and couldn't get anything done, but Trump gave me a meeting. Remember when he went and met with him before he took office in Trump Tower? And when Darden questioned the legitimacy of that meeting, saying, and he allowed Trump to just exploit him for a photo op. He said, no, Donald's just busy. He said, but really, my ultimate goal, this is Kanye, is to deprogram people and have people think differently than they thought before. And he's in touch now with what people are thinking. Uh-huh. Because he's been... And in the meantime... the all, He's seen the light, Laurie. Yeah, and in the meantime, you know, uh, the... The alt right is like going crazy and just, I mean, he's just. Do they like him supporting delusional. Trump? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And the Candace Owen things. Uh-huh. And it's just getting a lot of, uh, you know, just the Washington. A lot of Twitter attention. A lot of attention, but they also can use his exact tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's Kim trying to break uh, the internet yeah, no, I saw and show yeah. us everything. Yeah. And then he also fired his manager, Scooter Braun, right. with Scooter, that he shares with Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. And sources are calling him erratic. And this is being reported on TMZ. And you know Harvey Levin has a pipeline to Kris Jenner. Yeah. So something is going to happen because this just seems too much. Like he was so radio silent. It seemed to, you know, he's just designing his bad shoes and writing lyrics and Getting well. But now, I do not know. And now his wife has had to go and do this. Oh, Lord. She's starting to look like a plastic Barbie doll. They didn't have any bushes either. Oh, my gosh.